right. Uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to Talking Like Normal People. This is a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, and probably some other things, too, with people who love it. I am your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana, and to the right of me, the future hey. casting associate, Justin Coulter. Holler. Holler. Yeah. Welcome to episode 800. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. It's only episode two. But what an episode we have. And uh, thank you to everyone who listened to our first episode. We literally have tens of listeners. Yeah. Shout out to my mom paying attention. Yes. Yeah. No, honestly, we have 450 people listen already. Now I have anxiety. That's so many people. That's a lot of people, right? And we're getting some reviews on iTunes. So thanks for, for that, everybody. But let's get down to to business. Mm -hmm. Today's guest is one of my favorite actors. She has over 20 years of experience in film, television, and voiceover work uh, with her beginnings in the theater. Welcome to Deneen Tyler. Yay. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me. Yes. And there's that voice that I love. (laughs) That sultry, smoky voice that I love. How you doing? Ooh. (laughs) Yes. Ooh, I like that. So, Deneen, actually... Your voice is going to lead me to my first question for you. Uh-oh. You have such a unique voice. Um, do you sound like anyone in, like, from your family? Did you get your voice like from your mother or father? Exactly. Really? From my mother. My father even had a nice voice. And it was just there. And my, my daughter has it. It's just passed on. My mom did the, uh, the message for her office at work. You know, welcome to this or that. She did that. Never did voiceover. She wasn't a singer. I'm not a singer. But I can talk. Where did your mom work? She worked for the city of New Orleans, Department of Health and Human Resources. That's amazing. Years ago, yeah. So they heard this like smoky, sultry voice every time they called in, yeah. got the message. Yeah, and I have to tell you, after she passed away, they left it on. Aww. So I just call sometimes and just listen oh, to it. Oh, so sweet. God. Do we have <laughs> tissue? Where's the yeah. tissue? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We're going to have to get our PA on to that. Okay. We don't have a PA. Right. That is amazing. So your voice, I mean, must must help you in your, your acting career, right? I mean, has that been kind of the driving force to some of the things that you've done? Yes, yes. Of course, voiceovers, you know, political season, it's like, yay, you know, I just do those. I don't get a lot of auditions for national voiceovers or anything like that through the agency for some reason. But one role for sure was I auditioned for Dallas Buyers Club for the role of a nurse, and I went in and read the nurse, and he said, I love your voice. Read these sides. And the side said Dennis on him. I was like, whatever, Dennis. So I read him, and that's how I became the, the lesbian yeah. in uh, Dallas Buyers Club, one of my favorite roles. Oh, you yeah. were great oh. in that, too. Yeah. yeah, you were. I was scared. You know, I said, when they say action, that image is going to be captured forever. Oh, my God. And after about a weekend, I had the cigarette behind my ear <laughs> like this and stuff. So that did. My voice did help me on that. And a lot of times when I do audition for directors, they'll say, I love your voice. So speaking of that movie, Dallas Buyers Club, which... That is amazing. It was a great movie. Um, you had a pretty big year that year, right? I mean, you were, in, you were in... you 12 Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Right. Two Oscar-nominated right. movies. Yeah. You carried those films. I did. Yeah. I'm first up in the credits. And, co- and completely... <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Why wouldn't you? We're regional people, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, you, you had uh, two completely different... Uh, opportunities there, like complete ends of the spectrum. 
was one more of a favorite than the other, A, and B, uh, I mean, tell us about the two experiences, all this happening in one year for you, mm-hmm. and what it was like you know, after they came out. Okay, so um, 12 Years a Slave, I, there was a buzz about it, because Brad Pitt was attached and this and that, and so uh, I was excited to get that film. Claudia called, me and Devin ended up being in that one. Um, Devin is her daughter. daughter. Also very talented. Also a very talented actress. Hi, Devin. Uh, And so getting that one, and I'm telling you, uh, 12 Years a Slave, the first day we're up there, and um, Michael Fassbender, we're rehearsing, comes out and starts reading the words that he's saying, using all the names and stuff that he calls. And the extras by me, you could feel the tension in them just by those words that they were using and the tone of it and you'll get beat in the end and all that stuff. That was absolutely amazing to feel them, because they're young. A lot of the extras yeah. were young, to feel their tension in that. Um, as the shoot went on, everyone gelled, all ethnicities. It was absolutely wonderful to see the scene with Lupita getting whipped. Mm. Not a dry eye, not a dry eye. <laughs> so, so that was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Of course, it was hard because it was hot. It was shot in the summertime. We had period clothes on, so we were layered with stuff. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to die. I'm sure. But, but made it through that. And then, um, man, Dallas Buyers Club was just a vein that I had never been in before. Um, realized that it was a true story. Matthew McConaughey, I saw him when I auditioned. I opened the door. I said, ooh, this little old man <laughs> trying to get in. And, and, and went about reading my lines. And then I was sitting down waiting to go in the room. And he came again. And I just happened to look up into his face. And I said, that is Matthew McConaughey. So started shooting with him. And uh, so the second week, he looked smaller than the first week. So I asked him, I said, are you all still making him lose weight? And they said, no, last week he was padded. Oh, my goodness. They had pads on him or whatever, but incredible actor. His energy is phenomenal. Before he shoots, he's in it. He's in it, and he brings the cast up with him. So that's how it was shooting both of those. Absolutely amazing. When they came out, I was at some type of, I don't want to say Mardi Gras, some kind of party that was going on, and the the Oscars were on. And, of course, they were both up with uh, 12 Years a Slave got Best Picture, and, and Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto got the, you know, first and second. And that, you know, it felt, that was a good year. That was a yeah. good year. But you know what was even better? When the residuals for both Ooh, of us came yeah. Lord have mercy. The fruits, <laughs> the fruits of your labor. I was yeah. in New York. Yeah. And you know how you look at your residual tracker? Uh-huh. Incredible. I know, I don't. Oh, but sh- oh, tell us about that. Residual tracker is what we do every day when we wake up to see how much is coming. Yeah. And you know, sometimes we have little sayings or little dances we do before we press the button <laughs> to see those big numbers come up. And you know, you get the Treme residuals, which are like now like an advice slip, which is nothing. Okay. They mail you a check of nothing. Oh. Not about that. But yeah, the bigger one. So residual income is just, it is a very wonderful thing for an actor. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that's how you uh, get by on the uh, off times. Very, very much so. You know, like say a person like Samuel L. Jackson, I heard, he makes like, say millions of uh, dollars a year in residuals. I don't think I'd work anymore. Right? <laughs> like say three million in residuals and stuff you've done already. That's wow. that's pretty good. That's three great. million dollars would solve all of my problems right now. Right? Yeah. Y'all probably never see me again. <laughs> Just take my little millions. All right. So 
I'm glad we got to touch on that stuff and we'll probably get back to it. But mm-hmm. I want to I want to start from the beginning, the yes. beginning of you. OK, I want to know who you are. I want you to tell our audience who you are, where are you from? Uh, you could start from childhood if you'd like. Okay. Um, but I want to know how you became ended up being an actor and doing what you do. OK, so I was actually born in Boston, Massachusetts. My mother was born in New Orleans, my father in Franklinton, Louisiana. Grandparents got sick, moved uh, to New Orleans and have been there. So my father, uh, his second wife, her and her son did local theater. And I must call his name because I love him and miss him so much, Tony Molina. Tony Molina uh, uh, and his mom inspired us to go to... uh, uh, acting, it was called Act One, the Black Theater Festival, and me and my brother were like, okay, acting. I always was in plays and played flutophone and different things in school. I said, okay, let's give this a shot. I said, I feel that's something I can do. So I was in a play called Ladies in Waiting. And, and how old are you at this point? Um, probably like 23 or something okay. like that. So you you started acting around 23. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And first, and, and so that's with the theater part. So probably not professionally till 24, 25 or something like that. So uh, I won Best Supporting Actress in my play Ladies in Waiting. Um, I was a hooker in jail, my first play, and I had to tell my Baptist in laws downtown in the Ninth Ward. It's like, Deneen's an actress now. Oh, what's she doing? She's a hooker in the play. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How'd they, how'd they take that? Oh, she loved it. Oh, <laughs> no, they came every night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there? Oh my God, so hard. But uh, made it through. And it's funny when you don't start out uh, intentionally being an actor. You know, so you're an executive secretary, and it's like, you know what? I'm gonna be an actress now. You know, you don't really get taken seriously. So I did Black Theater Festival. Then started auditioning. No, one of the actors in the festival. Uh, asked Claudia, could I audition opposite him? And I got a call back on the very first run. So that way I was on Claudia's radar. And Claudia then was your agent my at the agent. time. For we, those we, should, we should mention who yeah. Claudia is. Yeah, Claudia she, Spiker was, was mm, the just most phenomenal one-woman agent, I could say, in the South. She was basically a one-woman operation before... Uh, social media and all this stuff that we have. Yes. I used to have to go and get sides that she taped on her mailbox to do that. And if it got even rough, she'd read them to me while I wrote oh them gosh. down. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, But when you had an audition or a callback, she was like, the, you never see her in public. I might have seen Claudia my whole life, maybe five times, but she had this voice. Oh, yeah, we used to she call did. her Charlie in a box, and she'd be like, Deneen, this is Claudia. <laughs> like, yeah. And you can tell when she called for straight business, and you could tell when she called because you booked. Hi, Deneen. It's Claudia. <laughs> I'd be like, say that again. <laughs> I, can, I can do her voice. Do it. N O M T. This is Claudia. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, hi, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I'm from New Orleans. So when I was a kid, when I was a child, I was an actor in the city and Claudia was my agent. This is like in now, the, the, the mid 80s. Really? Yeah. yeah. So Claudia was like the the power agent of power agent. New Orleans. You know, and it was like when you were with Claudia, you know, she had, she really had the cream of the crop, you know, and yeah, of course other great. agents had some, but she had a good crew. And uh, so I was with Claudia until the very end and I 
all, you know, most of my stuff I, I contribute to her. She was one to where my daughter was acting coming up and there were certain roles they'd ask to do different things. And she's like, Mm-mm, our baby's not doing that. Mm. She was protective. She was nurturing. She, she was... She was what she I looked out for you. Yeah. Could yeah. Okay. So you were doing black theater. Uh huh. Claudia, Claudia. Claudia. I did. Got on her radar, and then uh, it started rolling. Then the tax incentives came. You know, years later. So I was just like sitting here when that tsunami just came. What, what were you doing before that? Were you doing oh, other jobs? Yeah. You or? know what? Uh, I was working. Uh, I stopped after I had my daughter and started doing temp work. And then stopped altogether with that, and I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband was working. And so, uh, you know, I do things part-time or whatever, but for me, I had started, I said, I'm an actor. We might have had two auditions a year, and I was like, I'm an actress. <laughs> and then, um, really, and so I did little temp things to fill in with that. Good. You know, and we were young, it was hard. Um, and then after that tsunami happened, and we were just getting all that work, it started from day playing, and then I remember Claudia saying, do you know this is your first weekly contract? And, and you know, you just keep going, and uh, we were rolling hard until Katrina. How long did it take you, in case anyone out there doesn't know the difference between a day player and a weekly contract, a day player is someone who comes in and works for a day, maybe two days, maybe three days, and they get paid a daily rate, whereas a weekly player will be put on a weekly contract, um, and there are lots of benefits to being on a weekly contract that you don't get as a daily player. Mostly that paper. Mostly the mostly the money, right. and there are little things like you know a lot of times a production can drop an actor. So like if you start as a daily, they can drop you and then pick you up at a later date mm-hmm. in the production as a daily performer again uh-huh. or as a weekly. But if they start you as a weekly, and then something happens and you end up having to work later in the in the production, they can never drop. A weekly performance. You're just on hold. Yeah, you're on hold, and you're just making money (coughs) while you sit at home on hold. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Thank you. I was on hold all last month for that. That you know, a lot of hold days. Good. Good. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, we got to we got to book uh, Danine on a movie uh, at the beginning of the year, and so it's kind of probably helped your your year out a little bit, right? Oh my God! Now look, last year kind of sucked a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it sucked for a lot of people. I think it did suck for a lot of people. I actually didn't even book my first thing until May of last year. Ooh. You know, last year, January through May, nothing. I, I just want all actors out there to hear that. Okay. Yeah. You don't book, people don't book things every, every single okay. day or yeah. every time they audition. I mean, it. you know, sometimes you go six months Without a booking. Without a booking. And this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. And exactly. and you really have to pace yourself with that. Now, if I may click in on that, when you, when you start off, I'm going to be an actor. I'm either going to be a Broadway actor or I'm going to be an actor and I want to win an Oscar and stuff. The pressure and the, the need for the success of it, you want quicker and it feels different. I was married. Just had my daughter. Devin was six months when I started doing theater. So, you know, I had a life already set up. But I'm like, ooh, this acting thing is fun. So it never was the pressure that I'm sure other people that are using it, you know, needing it for income or whatever to do. So um, there during the Katrina transition, when we had to leave town and all that, and my husband didn't have work, then it became more of a, ooh, I have to book stuff. It took away 
the joy of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It made it feel like a job. I don't feel like I work. I feel like I get paid to have fun. So having that feeling of, ooh, I need to book something, do you do you feel like you book less because you're you're putting that pressure on does yourself? It, does it affect your audition process at all? I'm sure it affects all of it because it affects me when I'm going in. Like, oh my God, I need to get this. And after I leave, did they call me? You know, you you're watching the phone or whatever. See, now when I do it, it's I do it and I just throw it away. And yeah. what's mine lands on me. And if it's not for me, it lands somewhere else. But that pressure, that's very very hard. Yeah. And, and I'm I I support my fellow actors, but trust me, I know the grind. Eating yeah. ramen noodles, do you know they live like they say, you know? But yeah, you do it. You do it. part of the hustle. So, um, how do you? The, the the name of the show is talk like talking like normal people. How do you talk like a normal person as an actor? How do you get to that place where it's natural and grounded and from a real place uh, as opposed to, you know, seeming like you're acting? I love the name of the show. It is the realest thing ever. How it came to be is hilarious, but but real because I I coach also, you know, actors at times and it's funny. You you say the word action and they go well, uh, you know, they start, they start with this whole thing. I'm like, w- w- what's all that? You know, get that out of there. Um, sometimes they say, uh, acting, someone told me this years ago, acting isn't imitating life, it's duplicating life. So it's like you literally, you need to take those words, like if we were doing a scene right now, it needs to sound, it needs to sound like this. You know, you can't get all wordy and number one, you can't even start working unless you get off book. You have to be so comfortable with those words in order to really deliver what you need to. One of my most comfortable roles was um, I played Mama T in NCIS and I was uh, NCIS and I was in the interrogation room. And for some reason, just a comfortable calm just came over me like I, I've had before, but this role was nice and meaty, the words or whatever. And I found that level. When you're an actor, if you can just breathe and calm your little self down and find that level, that level, you know, so sure. get, get the nerves out. Get all that out so when you go in the room, you have that level and you're where you need to be. So when you're outside in the room, stop talking to people mm-hmm. that get you off your game. You know, they're trying to get you off your game. That's Ooh. what they're trying to do. <laughs> so you, you stay to yourself and find your level and deliver. And then when you go back out in the lobby, you speak to them and throw them off. <laughs> you're welcome. So, so think- on that, is there, uh, aside from like don't talk to people in the waiting room, is there any other like practical things you can do to calm yourself down like anything's like a person could actively do like drink <laughs> don't do that uh, don't look, drink. i'm kidding look, to to be honest with you uh i think i'm old enough now to really just find that peace in myself yeah you know what i mean yeah. I, i've been like say for instance oh i'm a crying queen yeah i know right where to find it i've lived long enough to have all kind of low i'm like oh you need that kind of cry this kind of <laughs> that's cry. amazing no i can i, I can bring it until a lot of people can't right. do that. Yeah, I you know. know. You know, and I used to say that with young people. I was like, because you haven't lived enough to have that pain. You know, I lost my mother and my father, Katrina, father-in-law. You know, I have a lot of stuff that I can pull from instantly and get where I need to go. And I really like being able to do that a lot. So, do do you subscribe to a method in your acting, or is it something you've taught yourself? Um, my daughter is trained 
you know, I call her train. I started out in what I call guerrilla theater. You know, it was like, oh, this is a hat. You know, just it really was. I I don't come from training. Um, I've never taken acting classes. Amazing. You know what Claudia used to say? Don't pay. Don't, you know, stop paying my. There's people out. When I was in Houston, there was a woman and she doesn't know me, so she won't know I'm saying this. But she took like I looked at her, she said, these are the acting classes that I've taken. I mean, like 20 or 30 different courses over the year or whatever. Sucked. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's like, and you know, I'd say, well, look, I need you to do this, you know, read this like this. She said, you know what? You do it for me first. You do it. I'm like, look, no, that's not how this no, works. You need to do the work. I'm not going to give you a mind <laughs> Okay, you need yeah. to do the work. So right. there's a lot of people who don't really realize is that you, sometimes you have a lot of them characters in you. Gemini's, no, I'm not saying Gemini's, but Ooh. you know, I have a lot of all, a lot of those women in me okay. that I that I play, and that's how I get it's, to. You have a, a real natural instinct for acting, and I think a, a a lot. I think one of the questions I asked last week was, uh-huh. "What's more important, talent uh, or the acting? Talent or acting?" And uh, and that's a clear case. You are a clear case of of talent without training. You you've learned on the job on the job, which you know to our our talks about David Mamet and and all of his uh, beliefs uh-huh. in the last episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you would you would fall into that. You you seem like someone who trusts the text, yeah, learns their words, yeah, and honors what's on the page. Yes, which I I I'm a true believer in that. You know, if you honor the text. Yeah. Know what your what the nuts and bolts of the scene are. Yep. You're gonna you're gonna do a great job, especially if you have the intellect and the uh, you know the feelings that mm-hmm. you come with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have that in you, you yeah. know, not everybody has it in. A lot of people take acting class after acting class. Um, Every scene and, get and, coached, and that mm-hmm. and that gets into their head. Yeah, you, know? you have to trust yourself. Yeah. You have to know yourself and trust yourself. And you know what's even better when the writing is delicious. Sometimes you audition and the writing just flows off your lips. And other times you can't even get it out because it's just not in a way that you would say it. So the writing, you know, makes a difference also. But uh, number one, I always do this also. I, if I'm getting an audition for a show and it's something that's running on TV, I watch it so I could see the color palette, so I could see the energy level of it or whatever. I do my homework before. Look at the producer di- or directors and see what other stuff they've done and stuff. And just those little things and trusting yourself and having confidence when you go in the room and all of that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, just trust myself and I do my homework. See, there's yeah. a, there's a, I'm surprised how many people come into our office, they don't even know what show they're auditioning for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times do people walk in and like, oh, I have an audition with who? Uh, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that for real happens. Like, you can, you can easily go online and watch the show we're casting right easily. now. You should, actors, you should watch at least an episode of the show yeah, you're auditioning Just try for. to get the vibe, get look the up the directors on IMDb. Yeah. There's Tons of homework you can do outside, outside. of the scene you've been Absolutely. given. And even if you do like Amazon, like sometimes a show, it's not on Netflix or whatever, but one episode might cost like two bucks. You pay that yeah. and watch the first episode, maybe the second one and do that. Yeah. And even color palettes make a difference. I remember I was auditioning for American Crime. Very mute color palette. Yes. Very mute. And so I saw this woman that, that went in and uh, she was coming out as I was going in. And she had on a bright red jacket and these blue, you know, and stuff. And she was looking good. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 
I just I was saving it, but okay. American Crime. I was so excited to see you on that show. Uh, when I was watching it, I you can ask Robert. I was like, "Oh my god!" You saw my face Jimmy like that. Tyler <laughs> is on the show, and it was one of that season was so good. Season two of American Crime, everyone, it's so good. And Danine is delicious, <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I, speaking of great writing, I mean, the yeah. words that you got to play with on yeah. that, and I mean, how how did that come about? How did that role come about? That actually was through my Houston agent, because I was living in Houston. But isn't it the same writer of of uh, Twelve Years a Slave who who writes that show? Who writes American Crimes? They have. He's the showrunner, right? you do your homework yeah. on that? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is the showrunner. <laughs> you think that had anything to do with you getting cast? Oh, you know what? Sometimes. But you know what? You never know that. Because say, for instance, Curious Case of Benjamin Buttons, 12 Years a Slave. I think that's the only two. Because at first I was thinking, does Brad Pitt remember us? That's why we're doing it. Because me and Devin were both in Benjamin Buttons. And we were both in 12 Years a Slave, which was Brad Pittish stuff. So I'm thinking, you know, he just knows us. And, you know, <laughs> we're there. But you, you just never know. That's why um, doing homework, sometimes you falter. It's good so that you do. Because when you've worked with an executive producer before and you were good on set or whatever, the, all that makes a difference. So the bottom line is that when you hit the door, be on your A game until the very end. Until the very end, I mean, even cast and crew, don't be all snooty with the lighting people. Can't stand when actors do that, you know. Right. They're snooty. They will mess your scene up, honey. <laughs> Have spots all over you. So, you know, respect from top to bottom. Bring your A game. And if you keep keep doing it, hopefully you'll succeed. Yeah, one, of the, one word you said a little while ago uh, was confidence. And uh, I like to tell actors often that confidence is probably the number one key element in you succeeding you know people come in to audition or if they're going to go on set if you're not confident in yourself mm -hmm. you know uh, what you're doing there's no way i'm going to be confident in sending you to set uh and, you know you're never going to get the job so there are there are actors who are not the best actors in the world mm -hmm. that are so confident like maybe too confident sometimes yeah um but it's confidence. I mean, you have to you have to believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing and you know, know what you're doing and be confident in that work. Well, Danine and Ryan, do you guys think actors can fake it until they make it? Oh no. Confidence? You you don't you think confidence, confidence can be can somebody fake confidence? You know what? If if you if you're a true spotter of confidence, nah, you know, they they can do. But sometimes people you I'm I'm a viber. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hidden gift or whatever, but yeah. I, I vibe people in 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 their ways and and like I could feel evil coming towards me. You don't have to open your mouth. I'm like, oh lord, that is some <laughs> evil. I just do. I just feel it. And no, I know what real confidence looks like. I know what real joy looks like. You got a bunch of people on Facebook. Everybody, like, oh, everybody's so happy. Whatever yeah. they ain't happy. They're not. <laughs> so <laughs> trust me. As a uh, as a regional actor, mm -hmm. an I actor, heard y'all talking about that. Who's here? Uh -huh. um, and with the success of Let's just take the two movies that were both nominated for Oscars. Okay. Do you, as a regional actor, do you feel a part of that? Or do you, do you uh, feel like 
there's oh, camaraderie camaraderie oh, like, like, or, like with the productions like you yeah saying? like when all that's happening do you does anything happen for you surrounded by uh, all that success look one thing that happened for 12 years a slave there's a gentleman uh, named frank eakin whose mother um did the edits for the actual book 12 years a slave or did some of the i forget exactly right now so he uh out in houston he had a red carpet and invited us and then there was another gentleman we met Farrell phelps who had a radio show and we got to be on the radio show so yeah i felt kind of in it yeah okay i really did but usually and I'm sorry to say this, but I'm going to say it out loud. I am one that, you know, people say, oh, the Oscars are on or the Emmys are on. I don't watch. I don't watch. They ain't nominate I don't watch. me for nothing. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Look, dap right? me out. Dap me, give it. You can yeah. get nominated look, for an Emmy. For look, an Emmy, yeah. Look, but I don't watch because I'm not nominated. Look, you, know, you know what it's like? I ex- <laughs> look, look, now, you know what it's like to me? It's like looking through a window at a party you weren't invited to. And Thank I you. do not do no. that. I really, really don't. And I see the heartbreaking people because, see, you know what? I do this for me. I don't do it for accolades. It does, you know, it pays my bills. It gives me health insurance. You know, when I'm gone, you're gonna see something about me. You know, on, yeah. on TV, or whatever. You live in history. Yeah. I'm not. Forever. I'm not doing it for that. I I like to be able to walk with my family and my friends and not be paparazzi like Beyonce or someone like that. I like my regular life. And I'm not trying to, to be that. I'm, I'm, I'm being me. So do you feel successful? Oh, hell. You can yeah. say it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah I yeah. really do. You know, and now, see, and I count. It's like now with the amount, I could say I've done a film every year of my life or whatever. Because, you know, you count that number as yeah. it goes up. And it's in the 60s. There you go. And a few of them not on there. And, and for me, not even initially wanting to be an actress... And, and, and having that happen, yeah, I feel successful. I do. And you know what I feel very close to, as you should? Recurring. I taste it. <laughs> I don't know when, but you know, you work long enough or yeah. whatever. And now, though, see, before you had uh, primetime networks or ABC and all that. Now with all these spinoffs, all these shows, they need actors. Uh, yeah, they, you know, we, they, we are in demand right oh. now with all these Netflix and Hulu and oh. all, all making their own shows. Yeah. You just wait. Like I said, I, uh, I auditioned for um, Angela Bassett's role in uh, Black Panther. And, you know, that was such a good movie. Juicy, mm-hmm. juicy. And you know what I tell everybody? I'm like, one day she's going to be unavailable. <laughs> exactly. They're going to go down that list. Right? Yeah. It happens. So I'm not trying to reach anywhere. I'm just taking one step at a time, enjoying my journey. Good. Oh. Okay. Last question for you before you ask us some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what is something that you want casting or producers to know about you, be, people that you know already, that maybe casting directors that call you in to audition uh-huh. over and over, maybe they call you in for the same role, uh-huh. type of roles, uh, something to know about you that they don't know. Okay. Uh, give me a shot. Give me that chance because I can deliver. Um, not only in front of camera, but just energy around set, just as a whole, what I bring. I do it purposely. And uh, I do it from my heart. And a lot of times, the one thing that actors, they recycle actors over and over again sometimes. And the one thing that we don't get is that shot. Just give us a shot. Give us opportunity. We don't live in L.A. We don't live in New York. But we have some damn good actors down south here. And if you just give us a shot. J.D.'s carrying a show. 
Oh yeah, as a is. leader, whatever he's, you know, and he's been out, and then he was out there, but he got that being here. You give us a shot, and we'll give you what you need. Okay, preach, preach, preach that. Preach that. All right, mm. good. Um, all right, so do you have any questions you'd like to ask myself or Justin? We're an open book We're right now. We're an open book right now. Oh, it was so funny the other uh, the other podcast when Justin was like, pass by the office. Just come oh, say hi no, or whatever. No, 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 I no, wanted no. to jump through it. I was like, ooh, put a shot of Ryan's face. Uh-uh. Put a shot of Ryan's I, face. Now though. I have nightmares of Liz Kulan like, busting down my door. <laughs> Why are you telling actors that they can just stop by my office? Listen, the, the, point, the point of that was that it's silly. Listen to, to him. It's silly to send a postcard, okay? Because mo- I, maybe ask somebody else, but it's silly to send it because it's going to go in the garden. Garbage. But uh-huh. we did we did get a good one this week, we, right? We, we got a little uh, yeah. a little uh, shamrock oh, uh, that, that postcard that said uh, it said "Cast me, I'm Irish." Except <laughs> the kiss was crossed yeah, out. Yeah, the, the crossed uh-huh. out the kiss and wrote Cast that was me, good. I'm Irish. But I still don't know who sent so it. I have no, oh. I have no idea who that was. <laughs> no clue. And you know, a lot of actors do that with the postcard thing. Sending those, po- I've never did it. Never had postcards. And look how like much that. you work. And look okay. how much you work. Don't drop by anybody's office. You know, you know why Deneen works? Why? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that voice. Ooh, there, oh. we there we go. That's part of it. Okay. But right. you, yeah, we cut you off. You had a question, I oh, think. No, yeah. um, okay. Uh, as a pet peeve for, for, for you all, when, when someone comes in, now, now, um, they're on time or whatever, but when they come in, what what aggravates you about a session that someone isn't doing? Is it the level of acting or, you know, what, what aggravate you know, when, when they leave? Like, what makes you do this when someone leaves? Ooh. Um, for, first and foremost, uh, if they're not prepared. Absolutely. Not knowing your lines. You don't, yeah, I mean... I know we're not supposed to say that actors need to be off book or performance ready for an audition, but every other actor is. Yeah. So that's what you're up against. So you might as well learn the scene and give us as close yeah. to what you're going to do on the day. Right. Because let's face it, especially in television, we're not really doing callbacks. The producers are trusting us, our opinion and who we send forward and they're booking from tapes. They really yeah. are. So now. we need to see what's going to happen on the day. And if we ask you to retape it, if you've done a self tape, we need you to do that. You need to do it right away. There's no time to fuck around. Right, right. Hey, the language <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> that was that's a serious statement. There is no time to yeah to to, to just yeah. mess around. Yeah. You're lucky to get asked again. Well, the the thing the thing that bothers me is like people will come in and especially in TV. They'll be like, oh, I don't know it. I just got these sides last night. And I'm like, yeah, I know, because I sent it last night. <laughs> right? You and, fi- yeah, you mean, and 50 other people out in the waiting room got yeah. it last night. Does that, I mean, an actor should be able to take a scene that's one page long, yeah. two yeah. pages long, and that's your job. Yeah. You need to be look, able to. That writing makes a difference, though. Mm-hmm. It, the it right, the night right. before, that writing makes yeah. a whole lot of difference. It does. You're right. But yeah. guess what? It might be crappy. But it might be a great show, right? And right. even if it's crappy writing, you still need to come in and work it out. Um, we don't have that problem. I, I, you know, I have a few pet peeves. For the most part, when folks come in to our office, they're pretty prepared. I mean, I, I, I think we have people know what we like. Yeah. Now, um, I do like to see actors 
come in live, you know, as much as possible. I love that. Um, but if they're not coming in live and they're doing a self tape, I really, really, really need them to stick to our instructions, you know, like the ones with you on it with the little well, yeah. That's one thing. <laughs> Those are collectors I, items. I for instance, I got a I got a self tape. I how many auditions did I watch today? Today. Just today, probably half of them, which would be around a buck fifty. Yeah, auditions. like 150 yeah. auditions today Ugh. before doing this. Yeah. So one guy sends in a tape and all I want you to do in your slate, I don't even <laughs> care about slates that much, but all I want you to say is your name and your height. Yeah. That's what I put on the instructions mm-hmm. and give me a full body shot. The guy holds up a thing, holds up his NDA. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for the opportunity for this audition. Got the NDA signed and holding it up to the camera. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do the scene. And then da, da, Shut starts up. doing all the of scene. that. Yeah. Start, wait, starts doing the scene. And then there's stage direction in the middle of oh, it. Oh, boy. And he says, the guy's supposed to kiss. Oh, boy. And he goes, kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> Yeah, I'm oh, like, no, no, no. Like, like no. outside of all that shit, he was really good. And so he was good. He was I immediately good sent a note to his agent and said, <laughs> "Tell him well, to calm down." Well, the, the first thing I wrote was, "This guy is annoying," but then I erased it and I wrote something nice. So if you're listening, you know who you are, agent. Okay. Yo, so you- I sent the message. But I still didn't get it. I asked him to retape. I didn't get a retape. You want to see something fun? Watch Ryan Glorioso draft the first draft of an email with caps lock. How (laughs) how dare you do this, Ryan? 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 Maybe maybe hit backspace a little bit. Let's let's retry. Yeah, but it's usually on caps lock by accident. Yeah, but it looks so mean. (laughs) You're like me. I'll be typing, kill yourself. It's like, and I have to erase it. You'd be like, ah, this happened. I'd be like, tell him. Dear person, try again next time and try harder. Yeah, Mm. I mean, honestly. We are, we're usually, especially in the TV world, we're usually pretty pressed for our time. Mm -hmm. So when we have our audition sessions, that's when we want you to come. You know, Uh we, you know, I'm okay with moderately rearranging schedules, but like, come on, let's get it. Let's get it in. Like I, like, yeah, like I get emails on days that tapes are due, right. like today we had a deadline of three o'clock and I'll get messages from agents. Hey, can I have an extension until Thursday at noon? No, the link is out at 3.30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The deadline's 3 o'clock. I'm sending a link right. to my producers at 3.30. Do you, if you want them to potentially be included in it, you know, mm-hmm. this is what it is. This is the time frame yeah. I have. It's, so. it's a very tight window. Like We got we to gotta break down out, like what, Thursday night, made selections Friday. The link is at the producers and the directors right now. That wow. is, there's, yeah. there's no, like I said, and that's long. We no only have to eight days around. to cast this to get it done. to cast an episode. And look, so to reiterate, come in and just slate and get it. Just, just keep it clean and get it go. You know, because um, they they started doing these things years ago. It's like you do these little introduction videos and put them on, like, like hi, my name is Deneen. I like cookies and puppies and, okay. and all so that. So those those intro slates, uh, like on breakdown and whatnot. Are, are really helpful Do you sometimes. watch them? I do if I don't know who the person yeah. is and they gotcha. have them, I'll play it. Gotcha. Because, you know, picture's one thing, but a video yeah. is another thing. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, if they don't have any uh, demo clips or anything like that right. for me to watch. Right. And sometimes, let's talk about demo clips. I have so much to say about demos. Mm-hmm. I have so much to say you about know, demos. Like, if it's not good... Folks, yeah. don't use it. Yeah. Like, not everything you do is great, <laughs> right. and just because you did it doesn't mean it's good. 
Right. You know, uh, there's a uh, there's a lot of student film clips out there in demos in demos, okay. which can be fine, but I can, you can usually tell when yeah. it's not a good production. Oh, you know, yeah. when it's not quality, the production value isn't isn't very good. Yeah, um, you have to have good judgment. Like, let someone else view your clips before you start presenting it to the world you know mm-hmm. i mean I, th- I think it's really important because it can really hinder uh you being even selected for an audition how long should uh demos be now um i i think i don't i don't think it really matters be, they because they just need to be good yeah clips okay you because know most of the time no one's going to finish watching it that's okay. that's the other thing. Your best clips need to be first. Yes, hundred percent. Because I'll I'll maybe watch the first two clips and I'm like, okay, this is for real. We can put it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There does not need to be a musical montage no, at the beginning of it. None of that ever. No. Not only so does 90s. there not have to be, there should not be. <laughs> My brother did mine years ago, and it was and like Deneen Tyler runaway jewelry and none of I was that. Like, <laughs> Like, it was eight minutes long. On it, honestly, if I'm if that we're was not, like a thing back in the day. It's, but. but it still is. And if you're not seeing like an actual scene within the first five seconds of your demo reel, congratulations. Now I have to edit it myself. Uh, yes. Yeah. You you make Justin work harder. <laughs> and I hate working hard. Did you hear that? That's he a joke. And we get hard. we get you know we'll send um, like for instance we were casting a role last week for an episode of a show we're doing. And our producers chose someone. And after the producers choose who they like, then I have to get approval from the studio. Mm-hmm. And then once the studio approves, then I have to send it to the network. It's two different things. And then they have to approve. Um, and then this person got all the way through the studio and send it to the network. And, um, mm. and then they wanted to see a reel. Oh, had, they wanted to I see had, a better reel. A better reel. Yeah, they yeah. had a reel, and they're like, "Is there, is there oh, something better?" This than person that? has a lot of a lot of credits. Yeah, is there a better reel? So uh, we hustled that up. Yeah, <laughs> the person did have better other clips. Uh-huh. The clip that was there was great as well, mm-hmm. but it comes into play. That's that's okay. my point in telling that. It's Reels just, are so important, yeah. especially on television because there's no callbacks, there's no time to mess around. Exactly. You, and they want they want proof that you're going to show up to set and deliver. And let's face it, we're in we're in a regional market yeah. where none of these producers they don't know you. know who you are. Don't have right? a clue. Like one of the things that we do before we cast an episode of television as we get on a, a call with everyone who is making decisions mm-hmm. about cast. Mm-hmm. And we have what's called a, a character conference. Okay. And we talk about what, like for the next episode, what is gonna, what we're gonna need, like what the writer is looking for, uh-huh. what the showrunner is looking for, uh-huh. in, you know, in the description of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was I going with this? Um, we were talking about reels and why they're important and how producers don't know you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And one of the it. things that inevitably happens on all these calls, like the, the Los Angeles casting folks will be on the line as well. Uh-huh. You know, we're all talking, like spouting things out. And they always throw out names of actors that they, that they see playing mm-hmm. this these parts okay and it's not never anyone local no. okay but it's always someone local that gets cast yeah wow okay not always not but, yeah. always but, but yeah, uh, like yeah. i mean the stuff that we do yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always a local actor yeah. and you know 
it's it's nice of them to throw out those archetypes. Yeah. Um, because that's helpful for me because, you know, I, a lot of times I will say, oh, that's an archetype that, okay, I have someone who yeah. who's like that, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. And I can, I can bring in 10 people that are similar to that, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? So... You you know what sucks a little bit the the that approved the being approved sent for approval thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just left that monster. Okay, so it was nine o'clock yesterday morning. You're being set up for network approval. Like, oh, that's oh, good. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Whole day goes by. Night comes. Yikes. I go to sleep. Yikes. I wake up. I'm driving. You know, and it's like I'm like I didn't get this. And then in the evening they call and it's like, yay, you did get it. And I have to fly out at four in the morning this morning. Whoa. What? To go to Dallas for a pilot called False Prophets. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And look, thank you, because you know, like I said, but but actors, please know when it's slow. Okay, so when it's slow, do stuff for you. Moisturize. Go to the gym. Do, you know, do stuff to get That's so true. when it hits, it's ready. Don't freak out and get yourself in a, well, I don't yeah. know what kind of word to use, but just use that use whatever word and, you want. And, and focus on yourself and be ready That's when right. it does come. That's right. You need to, you know, keep yourself healthy, mm-hmm. you know? Because you're the your, product. Yeah. You're, you're, you're trying the, to sell your you. Your voice is your instrument. That's right. You know, work on your voice. Yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. You have any other questions for Ooh, me? Ooh, okay. Uh, the questions you wrote on your residual letter? Ah, yeah, she, <laughs> Janine has an envelope from a residual check with questions for me, just in case anyone's wondering. Okay, you um, you were saying how, you know, I really do want to know. I heard you saying yesterday, it's like, okay, so you'll have a range of actors, say, from 20 to 30, and this and that. But as time goes by, they get older and move around or whatever. How do you, how do you corral new ones? It's like, do you two say, well, today, you know what, let's look up some new talent. Or, you know, how do, how, how do you find, because there's people really, of course, you know, living in Houston. I was in Houston for 10 years. There were actors in Houston that would ask me all the time, how do I get on Ryan's radar or whatever? You all, you know, you all said, if a casting director knows you, you're golden. And I love my agents. I love you agents. But one thing I have to know is talent agents, it's different. If the casting agents know you, you're kind of in like, not in like Flynn, but they, they call yeah. you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, how do I find, meet new talent? Mm-hmm. Um, I usually, I do rely on the agents, you know, to submit folks that I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see new faces. Uh, so I'll bring new people in, you know, usually every go round when we do okay. something, I'll bring fresh people in, yeah. even if I have no idea who they are, mm-hmm. I will bring them in just to like get the blood flowing for yeah. them. So they have an opportunity to audition. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I insert a little question? Yeah. yeah. So say for instance, if a new talent maybe had three student films, a lot of theater, and they're coming to audition for a major film or a television thing. When you see them, is there a chance that they can get in the room for something like that with just that little bit experience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I go to the plays sometimes, and um, more often than not, the, there will only be like one person in a play mm-hmm. that I'll be like, "Oh my god, that person's amazing!" Oh my god, I'll obsess a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I gotta. I gotta like talk to them after or I have to I got to get them in to read for something that that happens sometimes um I do classes every now and then I haven't done one in a long time it's Uh been quite a while and I'll meet new people that way um I go to showcases sometimes and I meet new people that way okay um but there there are some agents 
uh, in the region that are pretty good about going to different, you know, things, different plays, things, yeah. and plays, and sort of being scouts for that sort of thing. Right. Uh, and so, and and a lot of them have really good uh, taste and a good eye for talent, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's where my trust comes in for them uh-huh. uh, on that level. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I'll get an email every now and then, and someone will put a you know an attachment to their student film or their real clips that uh-huh. aren't the best, right? But it, you can see something in yeah. it, and it may be an instance where I'll say, "Hey, Justin, we should we should." schedule this person to come in to read for this role because this is happening at the same time that they've sent so a lot of times it's luck right you know a lot of it's luck but um you know i i'm pretty vigilant i think we're both pretty vigilant justin and i about keeping an eye out for yeah for newbies and let me ask you this so how long now have you two been working together Ooh. what four years for yeah 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 I came yeah I came in we started uh, uh, we did he came in with me on astronaut, astronaut wives, wives club yeah. and I I used to cast extras for Ryan's company back in like 2012 um, okay I used to cast extras for him and then I cast extras for Liz and then I cast extras on my own and then he called me to come do astronaut wives I'm like leaving this life behind. Uh-huh. <laughs> Moving up the ladder, yeah, honey. Moving on, no, right? No, because because it was for real like that. And I I worked with uh, I started casting with Tracy Kilpatrick. Okay. Who, everybody that knows her loves who her. Who cast yes. you? Who cast you in Dallas Buyers Club? I just sent you a gift, Tracy. I hope you got there it. There you go. And you did I, the extras. I did. Casting. I did extras on Dallas Buyers Club, and and that was a hoot. The extras on Dallas oh, Buyers man, Club. That was. That he was, cried. I I did cry. I cried once. <laughs> I cried Stand once. in your truth. No, I'll, I'll stand in my truth. I got it. I won't go into it. I got an email and it hurt my feelings so bad wow. that I cried. And then after it, I got a phone call from like three different producers. They're like, "Listen, it's not about you. That's it's this person's mad about all these other stuff. You're not the only person they laid into today. The only way to get nominated for an Oscar is, is to, to take make, your make somebody up. cry, make extras cast yeah, and cry. You gotta make them cry because yeah. I'd imagine whoever did Twelve Years a Slave probably Char- she doesn't cry though. Charlotte don't cry but i'm sure i'm sure she blew a fuse or something (laughs) but um to continue answering your question um uh once i was doing i was doing casting assistant work with tracy and you know she's everywhere i know she's everywhere it's you know it was hard for me to keep up i was young i was broke um so i stuck with extras to make money and then once ryan called me i've held on to this office yes indeed tooth and nail tooth and nail exactly and i have another question so you literally will go out to dinner with robert on multiple occasions and he'll say i'm quitting Mm mm-hmm you will sit down Robert? and look you in your face yeah. and say, I'm not doing this no more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not here week. right now. Yeah. Once literally, a week. Literally, literally, literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, he's, Robert's in the room. He's turning red. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think, you know, I guess maybe I'd feel that way if I had enough money. If I had enough money, because I, I do, like you were saying, maybe I could just walk away. Robert. Do you have you enough, have enough money? money? Y'all got money. He's Y'all shaking, got he's money. Shaking his head. He's shaking his head. <laughs> okay, I think I think we have time for one more question. Um I want your opinion on if New Orleans is coming back a bit more. I want to hear it from your mouth. I want to see your lips say um, that our market is picking back up again. Because we was all that. I do believe that it is. I mean, we've already had a pretty stellar year and it's 
March, right? And I know I know Miss uh, Miss Megan, who also does casting, right. is busy. And I know no Liz is right. very busy. And I know Brent is very busy. And mm-hmm. I know Tracy's here. Where I don't even know what all these projects are. Right, yeah. right. You know, um, right. I I know that. We got to put you in a movie for thank four you, and a half you, weeks. Thank you. It was actually five. Five Damn weeks. Yes. That's what you want. Yeah. Residuals, Residuals, baby. Yeah. So I do believe, yes, it was picking up. I saw a production report um, from IATSE that looked really good. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Ah! Uh, I'm supposed to say I, I get those. <laughs> you can't <laughs> Whatever. back out. Hey, if anybody in IATSE is... What? They send it to me. Why are you looking at him like that? <laughs> anyway, I love you, Ayatsi. I love all the unions. Right? Unions are great. Um, this has been really great, by yeah. the way. Thank you. So I, yes, I, would, I do think I do think it's coming back. I I hope not. I saw his lips say that to uh, you know go without work in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So right, I'm right. I'm very hopeful. If we get a show for the summer, that will confirm. That's so everybody out there. Put that energy in the air that Ryan and Justin get a show for the summer. It's out there. It's <laughs> it out, out there. there. It's and, also uh, busy commercially. I've been getting calls for a lot of commercials. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I mean, SAG commercials. That's, that's great. For, love those. For you guys. Love those. But look, I do want to say thank you all for what you do. I really appreciate it. You put food on my table. Baby needs shoes. Thank you very much. Well, thank hey, you. It's all you. Thank you for the the questions and thank you for the honest answers. Yeah. Um, thank you to Justin. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to producer and engineer Jason thank and you, producer Jason. Robert. Thank you, thank you Robert. Robert. Love um, you, Robert. We got some. Uh, uh, do you have a? Are you on Twitter or any of that? D Tyler one at Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I have like three followers on Twitter. Get ready for your fourth. I'm on Facebook, and yeah, I'm on Instagram, and really, I don't have no followers. Y'all follow me here. Yeah. Awesome. We, I also started a uh, a Twitter for the show called at uh, Talk Like Normal, and uh, there's one follower. I'll be the second. Uh, all right. Like the second <laughs> not, not Robert, even, are you the first follower? No, he's not. <laughs> not even the two guys in this room that I tagged in the first post. <laughs> <laughs> so at talk like normal we'll try to use it if it gets popular yeah. um, I'm at glorioso casting uh, Jason is at Jason Edwards TV Justin is on Instagram on gram. Uh, Justin TC underscore underscore and Robert is at full grown mouse and okay. this is talking like normal people thank you so much oh Dan. hey if anybody out there knows ryan adams tell him i'm looking <laughs> for a theme song all right wonderful thank you Denise. thank you thank you so much peace in your valley yes